What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Big Blue Pinstars podcast. Uh, I'm Joe Buckerwright. I am the host. It's been a little while since we've been on. Uh, if you guys caught the preview little snippet video that I put out on YouTube yesterday, um, you'll know that I told you that there was going to be a new episode coming. I was going to get the show back on the road. Um, I was planning to get started next week. However, with the situation that's going on in Major League Baseball right now, I kind of wanted to get some stuff off my chest and figured why not why not, what's a better way to do that than to put out a little surprise episode to get, if, if you want to call it, get season two back on the road. Um, it's been a while, so I guess we can call this the second season of the show, even though the first season was only seven episodes, um, which I talked about. I had a, some personal shit going on, so but trying to get back on the air. And like I said, there's a lot going on. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't planning to do an episode today, so I don't really have any notes. Wasn't prepared for this. Um, I've been doing a lot of Twitter bashing of the Astros, um, talk, tweeting out a lot of the guys, a lot of the superstars that are getting involved right now. Um, when you get guys like Mike Trout, um, guys like, uh, Chris Bryant, um, Cody Bellinger, Aaron judge. Like these are some, these are the superstars of major league baseball. You get these guys talking and, and the, the baseball world is going to be put on notice. Mike Trout doesn't talk about anything. Mike Trout says nothing except how happy he is to be alive. So if he starts talking shit, you know there's an issue. Um, actually, right before I came down here, I saw that that the king has actually spoken. The one, the chosen one, LeBron James, is actually getting into the fray, saying that the, you know the punishments that were doled out it, it's pretty ridiculous, and it's and it's it is it's ridiculous. What what they are calling a punishment is is the most egregious thing I've ever seen. Um, so like I said, I don't have any notes for this. Um, I don't know how long this is going to be. I have no idea. Um, but I kind of want to put an end to the Twitter bashing so I can get ready for the baseball season. Um, for those that don't know, I actually have started a new writing gig as a featured MLB writer for fantasy pros. So I kind of want to get back to doing stuff like that and get not over this because this is going to be something that's going to be plaguing me for a long time. Um, and the rest of Yankee world. Um, the Yankees were right in the middle of this. I mean, they're probably the ones that suffered the most. I'll be honest. I mean, you can argue the Dodgers, I guess, but the Dodgers only faced them once. Um, we had to deal with it twice, two, two, two out of three years. The, the cheaters cost us a chance at the world series. Um, 2017, I know for a 100% fact, the Yankees would have gone to the world series. The Yankees were better. They were playing better. They demolished the Astros at home, crushed them. Couldn't couldn't get out on the road. Um, what does that tell you? Uh, that the Astros couldn't win a game outside Minute Maid Park. They couldn't because, and you look at the MVP that Jose Altuve won. You look at his splits. His splits are outrageous. MVPs don't have splits like that. MVPs hit hit and play and succeed and excel. No matter where they're playing, that's that's why they're the best player in the game that season, because they are better than everybody else. He was not better than everybody else. He was better than everybody else at Minute Maid Park. Um, he played 81 games at home. He hit in the 430s at home. It's ridiculous. I mean, how Rob Manfred can't see what happened and see that uh, finding a team $5 million, what the hell is that going to do? I mean, come on, like these, the owners of these teams are making, are multi-billionaires. 
I mean, five million bucks to them is like me dropping five bucks walking down the sidewalk. Probably even less than that. Five bucks to me probably means more than five million to them. That honestly, I mean, five bucks means a lot to me. Five bucks is gas home from work. Five million bucks to them is a, a flight to Jamaica for the weekend. Like it's just uh, absurd. And you can say what you want, um, f- firing and banning um, AJ Hinch and uh, what's their GM's name, Jeffrey Luno or something like that. Um, banning them for a season and then they ultimately got fired. That's fine. Whatever. Um, from basically everything that's been coming out, they weren't really running this whole show. This was a player driven issue, a player driven scheme, a player driven cheating scandal. And the players aren't suffering at all. I mean, sure. They got to answer some questions, but I mean, is that really that big of a deal? Like, is that going to change things? You know what's going to change things? They're they're going to hit get hit in the back with fastballs all year long. And you know who's going to suffer from that? The pitchers. The pitchers are going to get in trouble for hitting the hitters that cheated that didn't get in trouble. And they want us to think that everything everything's okay. Rob Manfred wants us to think that he's got this under control because the Astros owned up to what they they have a whole year to think about it. Oh, they're going to think about it. That's that's the punishment. You know, they're going to sit and time out and think about what they did because that's what that's what we do as grown men. They're going to think about what they did. Yeah. OK. Yeah, that's that's really going to suffer. I'm I'm not worried about them this year because now I know they're not really that good um, for since 2015. Sure. 2015, maybe you um, actually beat us with Dallas Keigel on the mound. You probably actually beat us. Alright, that was the Luis Severino breakout year. He didn't get the get the nod in the wildcard game. We lost 2 nothing. You probably beat us that year. Good for you. The Yankees were not the Yankees that they are now. That was pre-Aaron Judge. That was pre... I mean, Severino had his breakout year, but... Uh, I mean, that was really pre-Severino. That was pre-Gary Sanchez. That was pre-Galeber Torres. That was pre-LeMahieu. That was pre-all of these guys. Um, that... You have that. You have that game. That's your game. You didn't do nothing with it. 2017, you were not better than us. 2019, you were not better than us. You cheated. You cheated to win those games. You couldn't beat the Nationals because the Nationals knew you were cheating. And they actively did a better job of disguising it than we did. Mainly because they have better pitchers than the Yankees do. Yankees did. I mean, Garrett Cole now is changing things. But the Nationals last year had better pitchers that were more well-equipped to uh, counteract what the Astros were doing at the plate. I mean, a guy like Max Scherzer, playoff Steven Strasburg, Strasburg, those guys, you can know what's coming. You still might not be able to hit it. Steven Strasburg is a different beast in the playoffs. That dude, he's, he's good in the season, and he is one of the best to ever do it in the playoffs. He just is. His playoff ERA, I think, is number one. I think he passed uh, Tanaka this year as the lowest ERA in playoff history for a guy with 10, 10 or more starts. Um, those guys, you can they can tell you what's coming. They can say, hey, I'm throwing a fastball up and in, and you're not going to be able to do anything with it. That's just how good they were. However, they knew 
that you were cheating. So they did what they had to do to counteract that. And they beat you with the ability to pitch well. And if you didn't know what pitch was coming, you weren't going to hit those guys against the Yankees. You knew what pitches were coming. Um, And I'm not even talking about just the home run that Altuve hit. That home run, I mean, that was an awful slider when Aroldis Chapman had no idea where his fastball was going. So everybody in the building, everybody watching on TV knew a slider was coming. That one pitch didn't send your team to the World Series. It it didn't. It sent it to them physically, but that wasn't what changed the series. The, The series was won in games that you had cheated in. And it's been proven that you've cheated in away games. And Rob Manfred going out and saying that, oh, um, our investigation for 2019 showed they didn't have any buzzers. Um, They told us that they cheated in 2017, and they said that they were clean in 2019. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. The benefit of the doubt. Why? Why? How How can you give them the benefit of the doubt? The only reason they're saying these things is because, A, you gave them immunity, which is the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever heard. How? Why would you give people that cheated the game that you are commissioning immunity to tell you that they're cheating when we know they're cheating? Anyway, that's a different story. We'll get to that at some point. And, B, like, how? even if they have immunity, how can you believe them? How can the only reason they're telling you things you these things is because they got caught they're not telling you these things because they felt bad they don't fucking feel bad are you listening to these interviews they don't feel bad they don't fucking care at all all they keep saying is it's a fucking jim crane their their fucking dumbass owner goes on saying i don't think these impacted the game in our opinion we won the world series we were a good team and this did not impact the game very next question how do you think that that didn't impact the game his answer i didn't say it didn't impact the game 15 fucking seconds ago, you said it didn't impact the game. Anyways, how how could that not impact the game? If the hitters know what pitch is coming, how is that not impacting the game? Like, you're kidding me. Mike Trout's the best player on the planet. Okay? If he knew what pitch was coming, this motherfucker would be batting 800. He would hit 88 home runs. He would have 145 doubles. I mean, he would have 400 hits. He would go 400 for 500. It's that easy. He's that good. He'll go 400 for 500, have a million runs scored, RBIs, double, stolen bases, home runs, the whole nine. You guys knew every pitch was coming. You batted 320. You knew what pitch was coming, and you were just as good as everybody else. A tick better than some teams. You were cheating. You could not beat the Nationals. That's pretty pathetic. You were cheating. You could not beat the Red Sox. To be fair, the Red Sox may have been cheating too because the Red Sox coach was one of the main driving forces behind the cheating scandal in 2017, which, let's be honest, the the ripple effect of this whole scandal, if 2017 didn't happen, if you didn't cheat and you didn't win a World Series and you didn't win 106 games or however many you won, you weren't the best team in the American League, you didn't do all these things, would Alex Cora have got that job? Okay, so you may have taken away a job opportunity for somebody else. A. B. All these pitchers that are coming out. One pitcher is even suing the Astros because the last pitch he ever thrown was in a blowout loss that he could not get anybody out against the Astros. He got sent down to the minors. It's been three years and he hasn't come back up yet. So instead of making $575,000, which is the league minimum, he's making $1,400 a month 
grinding away in the miners trying to figure out what the fuck happened that day and why he couldn't get anybody out. And that's one of many. Okay. There's people in the Astros organization that couldn't crack the lineup. There's guys like Kyle Tucker, who we've been talking about for four years, that can't get in the at-bats, and we couldn't figure out why. Because he's better than Josh Reddick. Because he's better than Yuli Gurriel. He's better than these guys, and he couldn't crack the lineup. Why? Because he wasn't one of the ones cheating. He was in AAA. His numbers didn't look as good as the other numbers because the guys up top were cheating. They were blocking people from getting to the big leagues. It's... It's ridiculous. I mean, I I can't go on enough about how it's completely outrageous that that they're still sitting at home going to bed at night with a big giant fucking ring on their finger. Like Aaron Judge said today, it, it holds no value. You didn't earn it. You did not earn this title. Yet the players have no repercussions. They're all champions. They all have a ring. They have a banner flying in the stadium. They fired their coach. Oh, well, like, what is that going to do? Who is that going to $5 million to the team? What is that going to do? It's, it's outrageous. Uh, baseball is already struggling to maintain a fan base. They're struggling to get new players or new fans involved, young fans. The, I'm sure the demographic of major league baseball fans is baby boomers. I mean, I can't be the majority of fans in, in my demographic of, you know, the 30-year-old kid that grew up in the prime steroid era. And the steroid era. Speaking of which, glad I brought that up. The steroid era. Everybody wants to talk about how the steroid era was so bad. The steroid era was so bad. Well, A, steroids don't actually make you better at baseball. Okay? They make you stronger physically. They make you stronger. The only thing they really improve is your ability to um, rehab and get back from injury. You're going to get back from injury a lot quicker than you would if you weren't on steroids. Okay. You are cheating. Yes. 100% you are cheating, but it is different. It is absolutely different because I guarantee you, you take a poll. I don't know how many pitches are on major league baseball. Say you got 12 on every team. You got 30 teams. That's 360 pitchers. I guarantee you every single one of those would tell you they'd rather pitch to somebody that's fucking juiced like Barry fucking Bonds at the plate than they'd rather pitch to somebody that knew exactly what you were throwing. They would rather pitch to Barry Bonds, to Mark McGuire, to Jose Canseco, to Alex Rodriguez, to David Ortiz. They would rather pitch to every single one of them than pitch to Josh Reddick who knew what pitch was coming. They would rather pitch to Sammy Sosa, to Rafael Palmero. They would rather pitch to every one of them rather than pitch to Robinson Chirinos who knew what pitch was coming. What does that tell you? There's a big, big difference. Those guys that are on steroids are missing seasons because of that. Rightfully so. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. What I'm saying is how is that different from what's happening now? You know what I mean? How is that different? How is one level of cheating different from another level of cheating you're both creating an uneven playing field one player you you get caught um testing positive for performance enhancing drugs first first offense it's 80 games first offense is half a season you get caught red-handed cheating nothing 
slap on the wrist. Immunity. Because you were honest. Because you told us what happened. Because you told us you were so generous in telling us what you did. And how you did it. And when you did it. And saying, oh, I feel remorse. Oh, we feel bad about it. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a good idea. We should have stopped. I wish we would have stopped it. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Here's your rings. Here's your raises because you've all been able to use this as negotiation tactics in your arbitration cases and in your free agency deals. It's just a little slap on the wrist and you're done. We're good. Let's get ready for 2020. Let's look ahead. We're going to be in World Series again because we're a good team. Are you a good team? I don't don't really know. I have no idea. No clue. The Astros that we know that we have seen over the last four years, we have no idea how good they are. No clue. Sure. The guy that predicted the 2017 World Series eight years ago when they drafted George Springer and Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve and all these guys, you look great. Maybe you were the one that put this forward. I, I don't know that guy's name. Maybe you were the one that suggested this. Like, hey, I, I wrote a piece eight years ago that you guys are going to win the World Series this year. Hey, tell you what, why don't we put some cameras in center field? Why don't we watch what they're doing and we'll bang on a fucking can when it's a curveball? How about that? Guarantee you're going to win. It still took you seven games to beat the Yankees. It still took you seven games to beat the Dodgers. Like, it's not like you ran away with this thing. Like, you were still struggling, struggling to beat these teams and you were cheating. So, how good you are, we really don't know. I have no idea. And at that time, you had a dominant Dallas Keuchel. You had a dominant uh, Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander is still pretty dominant. He should not have won the, the Cy Young this year. And I actually vouched for him because I wanted to see him win because I really like Justin Verlander. I really, really did. Until he went up there and cracked a joke about fucking cheating when accepting his Cy Young. That rubbed me the wrong way. Not a Justin Verlander fan anymore. I'm just not. One of the best to ever do it. You are. 100% we cannot take that away from you. You are one of the best pitchers to ever throw baseball. I do not like you anymore. I do not respect you. I do not think you should be in the Hall of Fame. I really shouldn't. You were one of the primary veterans on that team. I don't care if the pitchers weren't involved in it. You knew what was going on. You were in the dugout. When the cans were being banged, right? When the hitters are up, the pitchers are not playing. You weren't in the bullpen, so you weren't out in left field or right field, wherever your old bullpen is. You were in the dugout, sitting next to the guys on the bench that were banging the fucking trash cans when they were throwing an off-speed pitch. You knew what was happening. I don't care if you were involved in the scheming of it, involved in any of the semantics. That doesn't matter. You knew what was going on. I guarantee you everybody in that locker room would respect your opinion, And if you said, hey, I don't want to be involved in this. This isn't how I want to win a ring. I've been doing this way too long. I've been way too successful for this to be how I get my ring. I've waited a very long time for this. I don't want, I don't want it to be like this. I'm not pitching. Guarantee you everybody would have stopped because you're the best fucking player on the team. They, even with the cheating, they wouldn't have won that world series without Justin Verlander. So if he had any sort of cojones to say, I'm not pitching because you guys are cheating. The whole scheme would have stopped. Guaranteed. Because even they know, without cheating, without cheating, or with cheating, without Justin Verlander, I mean, you're not winning anything. They didn't have Zach Granke at the time. Dallas Keiko was meh at the time. I mean, he was pretty good. He was in 2015 Dallas Keiko, but he was better than 2019 Dallas Keiko. 
Yes, it bothers me. It bothers me so much. It's I can't believe that nothing's being done. I mean, I can go back and say, like, Mike Trout is talk. Mike Trout saying that something needs to happen. Mike Trout does not talk bad about anybody. He doesn't. Every single person in the baseball fandom world is mad at the, at Major League Baseball over how they market Mike Trout. Mike Trout's the best player on the planet, and nobody knows who he is outside of the inner baseball circle. I ask my my wife watches baseball, so she knows who Mike Trout is. She doesn't understand how good he is because she doesn't watch Angels games. We watch Yankees games. She goes to bed. I watch Angels games. I watch Mike Trout. She does not. She knows that he's the best player in the in the league because I tell her that he is, and she trusts my opinion on these things. So if I tell her that this person is really good, she thinks that this person is really good. There's no reason she watches. 150 games a year, albeit just the Yankees. She won't watch anybody else. She's not that kind of fan. She watches 150 Yankee games a year, and she doesn't actually know how good Mike Trout is. What does that tell you? You don't have to watch the Lakers to know how good LeBron James is right now. You know what I mean? You don't have to watch the Chiefs to know how good Patrick Mahomes is or watch the Patriots to know how good that Tom Brady has been. You just don't have to. You know. Why? Because the NFL shoves it down your throat. The NBA shoves it down your throat. You watch ESPN, all you see is LeBron James. You watch ESPN, all you see is Patrick Mahomes. You watch ESPN, when do you see Mike Trout? Never. He's probably the best player to ever play the game of baseball. Can you say that right now? Probably not. But if you take war as a legitimate stat to cover eras if you think it's era proof then he's on the path to be the best player to ever play the game and other than people that watch baseball closely nobody knows who he is everybody knows who ken griffey is everybody knows who babe ruth is everybody knows fucking mickey mantle ted williams uh, willie mays hank aaron nobody knows mike trout it's sad it's sad. And he's talking shit now. He's talking bad about baseball. He's talking bad about the game that he loves more than anything in the world, maybe next to his wife and family. And the commissioner thinks nothing of it. The commissioner had another press conference today. All he did was apologize for calling the World Series trophy a piece of metal. That's all he did. He didn't actually say anything. He didn't say anything was going to change. He said it was disrespectful. It was disrespectful. I shouldn't have said that I made a mistake. Okay. That is the smallest of the problems right now. The smallest of the problems. I mean, that was dumb. That was really fucking dumb to call the greatest trophy in your sport, the biggest prize in your sport, what all these guys actually play for. Just a piece of metal. Like, that's a slap in the face to everybody that plays the game that you're commissioning. That That's what they are playing for. They want to touch that trophy. Because without winning it, you can't touch it. Technically, you're not supposed to. So you have to win the World Series to touch the trophy, and that's why they're doing it. And you just called it just a piece of metal. What's the point of taking that away? It's just a piece of metal. You don't understand what what the significance would be of taking that away? Does that really not register with you? 
that you don't understand what that would do, what that would mean to take that away from a team. That's pretty pathetic. Then you have no business being a commissioner of anything. Absolutely nothing. You have no clue what's going on. Absolutely no clue. You think Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, who's pretty much the best commissioner of all sports. You think he would let this slide? You think if the Golden State Warriors, who had a dynasty, won three titles in four years and went five years in a row, I believe. I believe they went five years in a row, won three of them. They lost to the Cavs once. They lost to the Raptors once. Yeah, so they won three of five and went five years in a row. You think if if anybody found out that they were cheating, some way, somehow, they were cheating. I don't know how they would do it. I don't know how you would cheat in basketball. Um, if somebody figured out that they were cheating, they were paying off Cavaliers to throw games. They paid J.R. Smith to fucking run the wrong way when he got the ball, thinking the game was tied. I guess that's a good way to cheat right there. Because that's the fucking idiot to tell to do something stupid. Because he will do it probably without money. Because he's just dumb. You don't think Adam Silver would do anything? You don't think he would take away the titles? You don't think he would punish the players? You don't think he would make this grand statement of just tranquilizing the team. Saying that this is not what we need. He's suspended for a year. He's suspended for a year. He's suspended for a year. We're taking away this title. We're taking away this title. We're pulling down this banner. We're pulling down this banner. Your MVP is being taken away, Steph. Your NBA Finals MVP is taken away, uh, Iggy. All this. Kevin Durant leaves, runs away in free agency. He did so anyway. Draymond Green, his fucking cocky arrogance is taken down. Imagine. You don't think he would do that? You don't think Roger Goodell has tried his fucking damnedest to take away a, a Super Bowl trophy from the Patriots? You don't think he has tried everything in his power to take away a Super Bowl trophy from the Patriots. That would be his shining moment, his happiest, happiest moment of his career. If he could go to Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft and take away one of their trophies and pull down one of their banners, you don't think he would be so happy to do that. If you think no, you are fucking stupid because he's been trying to do that for 15 years. Rob Manfred has the chance to make a serious statement, probably go down as one of the best commissioners in baseball. Like this, this is the moment that makes commissioners or that just makes people in sports stand apart. Like it's moments like this that set you apart from everybody else. And he failed with flying colors. Could, could not have handled this any worse. Couldn't. Couldn't if you tried. I mean, if he just ignored it completely, it wouldn't be as bad as it is right now. And that's sad. That's sad. Because this is the game that has probably one of the most devoted fan bases. Because baseball isn't something that's being tailored to the younger generation. So the people that are baseball fans are people that have always been baseball fans. That are always going to be baseball fans. And probably going to die away with the fandom of baseball. And baseball is just going to end because nobody's going to want to watch it anymore. Players are going to be playing for fun for a commissioner that doesn't think their trophy matters. And they're just going to stop playing. They'll go play something else. It's sad. The, 
the lack of remorse being shown from the players is pretty sick too. Um, Carlos Correa attacking the players that are criticizing them is laughable. Jose Altuve showing us his tattoo that Carlos Correa told us that he was afraid to show is laughable. Telling us that his wife doesn't want him to take his shirt off on TV is laughable. The fact that he's shy, so he didn't want him to take his jersey off, is laughable. If you're shy, that's fine. You're not going to be so so adamant, so frantically screaming, pleading to your teammates not to take your jersey off. It's not that big of a deal. You wouldn't think about it in that moment. I'm shy. I'm extremely, extremely introverted, um, which is why I do something like this, because I can talk to hopefully a lot of people and do it from the confines of my house. Very introverted person. If I hit a home run off of the game's best closer in game six at home to send my team back to the World Series, the last thing I would be thinking about is, oh, I really don't want people to see my chest. I don't want people to see my my tummy because I'm shy and my wife doesn't want people to see me with my shirt off. Which is kind of funny because you took your shirt off this year to show us your tattoo. That apparently was done so poorly that you were afraid of people seeing. But you, you had to go along with the part. You guys had to come up with something. I mean, Manfred's not really trying to determine whether or not you're wearing buzzers. So you got to come up with something to get people to stop asking the question. And why not a bad tattoo coming from someone that makes $27 million a year? Yeah. You got a bad tattoo. I'm sure. I'm sure you went to a little hole in fucking downtown Houston. I've never been to Houston. I don't know what, what it looks like, but I'm sure there's bad areas just like there is in every city. You went to some hole in a bad area and got a tattoo that was spelled wrong. I'm sure. I'm sure you're one of the richest peoples in the city, richest peoples. You're one of the richest people in the city. I'm sure. I'm sure you went to somebody that did your tattoo wrong. It's kind of funny. I mean, Josh Ruddick was wearing the fucking buzzer in, a, in an interview. He was wearing it, had it wired up right to his chest. So it wasn't even like they were trying to hide it. Robinson Torino's had something on the end of his bat. It flew off into that bat and he frantically ran to pick it up. Tried to stick in his pocket and it stuck to his thumb. He said it was a sticker. The authentication sticker. Because I'm sure those are uh, half an inch thick. I'm sure. Because it's hanging off the edge of the bat. Yeah, because that would be well well done craftsmanship by Louisville Slugger to to put a fucking half inch thick authentication sticker that if the ball hit it, it would just kill the pop they put it right on the barrel too right right where you want to make contact with the ball yeah i'm sure they're i'm sure the people that have been making bats for a hundred years would make that kind of mistake and i'm sure if it was an authentication sticker you'd be that frantic to pick it back up and shove it in your pocket because those are so valuable this pisses me off so much if I wasn't a Yankee fan, I don't know how much it would bother me. I mean, it would bother me because I'm a baseball fan, but I don't think it would make my blood boil the way it does because it took us out of the World Series twice. 
out of the World Series twice. 2019, I don't know. The Nats were playing ridiculously good baseball down the stretch. Um, 2017, the Yankees won the World Series. I have a ton of respect for Cody Bellinger right now. The way he he was the first one to really step up and and say something and and be sincerely candid and honest. So I I really appreciate it because it's actually a big name coming out and saying it's not Mike Fires. God God bless you. You're not a big force, a big name in this game. Um, your words matter because you played for the team and you knew firsthand what was going on. Cody Bellinger's words matter because he's a superstar. Because he's one of the biggest names in the game. He's one of the three best players in the game. Right now. And he was the first one to come out. So I have respect for you. I have respect for Justin Turner for calling out the commissioner immediately. The Yankees would have beat them in the World Series. 2017 was just a magical season down the stretch. That that playoff run was just like, it was different. It was different. That was That was 1996 Yankees. And a fucking cheater, cheater, a group of cheaters, a group of people willing to cheat the game that they love to, to win a title, took that away from them. Jose Altuve's absurd home road split took an MVP away from Aaron Judge. I think Aaron Judge should have won anyway. If you look at the side-by-side stats, Aaron Judge was better in, in everything. The only thing Jose Altuve beat him on was batting average. Uh, Aaron Judge had a far superior year. And his home road splits were much more even than Jose Altuve's. Jose Altuve batted 143 on the road. 143. Is that a uh, MVP? And half of his games, in 81 games, he hit under 150. Granted, that means he exploded on the 81 games at home. Why do you think he did that? And Carlos Correa coming out and telling me that Jose Altuve didn't want you to hit the, the trash cans. It was bothering him. Please. Does it really bother you to know what pitches are coming? Does that really bug you? When you're having the best season of your life and you're going to win an MVP and a, a World Series title and you can use that when you're negotiating your free agent deal? Is that really bothering you? Is it? Says Mr. Shy Man. You're going to Tell everybody that's bothering you and you don't want to participate, but you don't mind if everybody else does. I'm just not buying it. I mean, I'm not buying it. And I don't like that they use Carlos Beltran as a scapegoat. I'm sure he was involved. I'm sure he was a leading force. I don't know. I don't know that they gave them immunity. They not. I bet you if you suspended these guys, they would talk. I guarantee it. They're... They want you to think that they're talking now, but they're not. Alex Bregman's fucking apology notes flew away from the desk, and their PR guy went sprinting after it because he didn't have anything to say from his heart. He was speaking off a sheet of paper that I am sure he did not write. And they want you to think that they feel bad. Please. Please. They <laughs> The person taking the questions was Dusty Baker. Granted, that was the best hire they could have made in the situation because nobody hates Dusty Baker. The problem is, he shouldn't be the one answering questions. 
Because how are you going to get mad at him? He can't. What is he going to say? He doesn't know what the fuck happens. You're asking him questions about a year when he was sitting on the fucking couch. Actually, he was probably the Nationals head coach. Or head coach. The Nationals manager at the time. I think he was. So he wasn't on the couch. Well, he was on the couch at the time. But you're asking the guy questions about a season where he wasn't there. So, I mean, kudos to the PR guy, I guess. He's getting his work in. He's doing his job. Good for him. He ain't the one on the field cheating. I have no ill will towards him. He's doing what Jim Crane tells him to do, and Jim Crane is the fucking douchebag. So kudos to you for doing what you have to do to keep your job and provide for your family. Good for you. Dusty Baker should not be the one answering these questions. Dusty Baker should not have been there for the apology press conference. If you're having a press press conference for the season beginning, fine. He should be there because he's the new manager. If your press conference is solely for the purpose of apologizing for cheating in 2017, a person that wasn't there in 2017 should not be there at the apology press conference. It's common sense. And I don't understand why they don't think that we are not thinking about this. Like, do you really think that the fans are just like, huh? Yeah, I think they feel bad. Huh. You know what? Let's just move on. They feel bad. Hey, they took $5 million away from their team. They took first and second round draft picks for the next two years. I mean, that's significant, I guess. Um, I mean, their draft picks are in the back of the round anyway. They're picking 28th. So, fucking difference doesn't make. How many of those guys hit? I mean... The draft is so fucking long in baseball that players come from everywhere. The only ones that can't miss are the guys that are picking the top five. After that, it's a crapshoot anyway. You're picking fucking 17-year-olds that aren't going to step on a major league field for four years. Nobody knows if they're going to be any good. Nobody has any idea. Most of the time, you're picking high school players. Especially at the back end of the first round, you're trying to get high upside guys. You're picking fucking seniors in high school that batted 730. We have no idea if they're going to be any good. It doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. Their team is so young that it doesn't mean anything. It's sick. It's absolutely sick. But I wanted to do this so I can stop the Twitter bashing. I can move on for my sake. Now get ready for the 2020 season because I am excited because the Yankees are fucking good legitimately good we know they are good they are good players they have shown that they are good without cheating so we know that they're going to be good and the red sox are imploding because they were involved in this and manfred i guess doesn't want to do a legitimate investigation against them just fired a coach or banned the coach and he ended up getting fired they mutually decided to part ways i'm I'm sure the owner mutually decided with his fucking board of advisors that they didn't want you coaching the team But, man, it does feel good to say all this. It does feel good to say all this because I've been trying to tell my wife and she just really doesn't care. Eh, that's a lie. She cares. She's just as pissed off as, you know, the average fan. I don't know if it actually makes her blood boil like it does for me. I see sports a lot differently. And this is sick. So... Welcome back, Big Blue Pinstripes Podcast. We are back on the air, going to have an episode every week. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a fun year. I have a feeling Giants are moving in the right direction. Yankees are probably the best team in baseball right now on paper. 
got to put it together. James Paxton's already hurt. So, I mean, they're already down one pawn. But on paper, they have the best team in the sport. So it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited to get going so we can actually have baseball to watch. And I'm not thinking about this all the time, especially because we don't play the Astros very much. Um, I don't think we play them until May. And we don't play them in the Bronx until, I think, September. So it's going to kind of be out of sight, out of mind for a little while. Unless more shit comes out. But with the fucking incompetency of the commissioner, I don't think anymore it's going to come out except more players talking shit. Which, trust me, if they do, I'll have something to say about it. But, I mean... The big names have spoken. I mean, Mike Trout has talked. Chris Bryan has talked. Um, Cody Bellinger has talked. Aaron Judge has talked. Gleyber Torres talked today. Um, the big names have talked. I mean, you're not going to hear nothing from Mookie Betts because he probably did it in 2018. You're not going to hear anything from um, Justin Verlander or anybody on the Astros because they were the ones doing it. So the big names that weren't involved are talking the only one we haven't really heard from that's a superstar right now is Christian Yelich but he's even more quiet than Mike Trout is so I don't know if we'll hear anything from him it didn't really affect him I mean it affected him as you know a member of the league a star player in the league things like that but it's not like Aaron Judge was directly affected Cody Bellinger was directly affected. Mike Trout plays them 19 times a year. He was directly affected. So, yeah. Anyways, all right, I'm not exactly sure what day each week uh, these are going to be posted. I'm probably leaning towards recording on Mondays. That way, once the season starts, we can cover one full week, you know, Monday to Sunday, record Monday, post it up. Um, that's kind of what my thought process is right now, but I'm not really sure. I got some guests lined up, so it kind of all depends on scheduling up with them, making sure they're available too. Um, hopefully we can plan it for a day that makes sense. So we're not skipping days or having four game weeks and then 10 game weeks. Um, that way, you know, the episodes will kind of say in that 45 minute range, which I believe is most efficient to get your information across rather than making someone listen to the Dave Portnoy show show which is two and a half hours i love dave portnoy but it's hard to listen to his podcast because it's so effing long um i'll listen to some of the other barstool sites and i'll just watch all of his twitter videos of pizza reviews but anyway tangenting a little bit um yeah so can't wait I'm, i I hope we can get a bigger following i hope i can stay more consistent um life has calmed down a little bit so should be a little easier i found a way to edit these shows a lot quicker. Um, last year it was just driving me insane that it was taking me, you know, a day and a half to edit these things. So, and, and I'm a little bit less careful about it. I'm, if I have an, um, in there somewhere, if it's, you know, every other word, that's one thing. If it's every 10 minutes, oh, well, um, I listen to shows all the time and they say it like I just did. I listen to shows all the time. They say it more often than you would think than you're in, kind of advised against saying it because it's not, I don't even know how you would say it, but it's not a problem. People do it all the time. So I'm a little bit less careful about it. So the editing will be a lot quicker. It'll be a lot easier. It won't be as time consuming for me. So it'll be more fun. It wasn't, it wasn't fun after I hit stop 
last time. So, so anyways, thanks for listening. That was my rant on the cheaters. Um, so now we can get back to business, get ready for the season. Next week we'll have a spring training preview because the first game is on the 22nd, which is Saturday, I think. I think that's Saturday. Uh, so it'll be perfect. So Monday we'll have some games to cover, some players, some hopefully no injuries to talk about except James Paxton. Um, this Aaron Judge shoulder stuff hopefully will be in the rear view by then, but he didn't participate in batting practice today because his shoulder was cranky um, in the words of Aaron Boone but anyways we'll have some stuff to talk about I hope you guys come back um, this will be all posted up I'll, I'll get um, the information for all of the other sites back together and then we'll hit the road thanks for tuning in